0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one. Welcome all to the greatest show of them all, the NFC Beast. Mixed tape. You can listen to this show on any one of SB Nation's NFC East podcast networks. That is Blog and the Boys for Dallas Cowboys coverage. Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles. Big Blue View for the New York Football Giants or Hogs Haven for Washington Commanders. You can also watch us on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We are very, very excited here. It is Tuesday, January 17th for us as we record. I say us. He is Brandon Lee Gotten from BGN. I am R. Joe Chaw from BTB. Brandon, NFC Beast. Maybe we coined it nobody else
1: it is really sad to see all these people acting like they invented this phrase and then people when, when you tweet it out like it did and you try to let people know that they're like no actually this person did. it's like no no they didn't actually do that and uh but i will say rj what a historic feat this is the the fact that three teams in the same division i mean this far into the divisional round in the playoffs that's crazy especially when you consider where this division was at just what a couple years ago just last
0: were... year people i mean i know that they had two playoff teams but you know they both got bounced in the first round and, and people were still kind of cracking the nfc east jokes but you're right two it was just two years ago that the nfc east winner had a below 500 record <laughs> um so life can change very quickly you said this point this is literally the last point where you can have three teams um from from one division in the playoffs um so they made it as far as they possibly could the commanders couldn't carry the end of the bargain. That would be truly wild if you had a Final Four that was all four teams in the division. If we had had to pick one team to join the Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants, would we not have picked the Niners due to our connection to Rob Stats mm.
1: It is pretty funny. And I do want to uh, – if I didn't I, – did I say second? The second time this has ever happened? It's actually it is, third.
0: It is – Um, there was some confusion, and there was the tweet you sent me, um, and I had a back-and-forth with that individual on late Shout Monday night. Denise that, Selman, yeah. Uh, that was incorrect. So the – I think it's 1997 was the last time that this happened. It was the old NFC central. Is that correct? I think you have it in front of you.
1: The, yeah, the Packers, the Vikings and the Buccaneers. So it's only the third time crazy. That's only ever happened in the NFC. And two out of the three times it's been this division. Who cares about that fake? That's not even a real division anymore. So, so, well, so the,
0: yeah, the 97-1 was the NFC Central. You just mentioned that. The other instance, though, because this is, is one in and of itself, was 1992 uh, when the Cowboys and Eagles um, were both in, in the playoffs. And they met one another in the division around at Texas Stadium. And the Washington franchise at the time was there mm-hmm. as well. The Cowboys obviously won the Super Bowl. Um, and, and the Niners were in that playoff mix as well. That was the, mm. you know, actually before Monday night, that was the most recent road playoff win for the Cowboys franchise. But, um, that, that, you know, ever see one of those like memes or whatever, that's like, um, somebody's like last day I pooped my pants and there's like a, a day what? counter and it says like 3000, you've never seen these like little, little jokes. Like it's like somebody has like a whiteboard and it says the like counter. Like,
1: sure. But why that example?
0: <laughs> I've seen, you've never seen like on TikTok like the, it's like, I guess the more popular one is like, um most recent like Office incident or whatever, right? Um, then then that's somebody what I like would have gone right, right. instead of
1: pooping your pants. <laughs>
0: whatever. Uh, well, the Bucks pooped their pants on uh, yeah, on, on Monday night. But uh, but anyway, the counter has been reset for the Cowboys as far as road playoff wins. We do have three teams in the division around in the division. Just an incredible year for the NFC's mixtape. We have a very hectic week. So just to kind of lay things out, and it's been a busy day for me. So Brandon and I are kind of planning this here in the moment on the fly. Uh, in a moment, a brief moment. Uh, well, kind of a quick, a long moment. Ed Valentine, a Big Blue View is going to join us on this episode of the mixtape to talk about the Giants and Eagles game that we're going to see on Saturday night. We've never done this before, what we're trying to do, and that is literally have Ed join us mid-conversation just to give everyone a peek behind the curtain. It makes it easier to edit this in post-production, so hopefully we land this plane. Um, But so that is episode one of two this week, Brandon. What is the second NFC's mixtape that people are getting?
1: Well, I think people will be very excited to get Probably our most loyal listener on the podcast, on on the show, and that is one Rob Stats Guerrero. So basically, you know, it's a NFC East version of the look ahead, which is what the podcast really should be named. uh, The Friday SB Nation NFL show where we look ahead to all the games, except we're going to bring stats in to our turf here and mess with them and talk, talk about the, the Eagles, or sorry, the uh, 49ers-Cowboys
0: game. Well, and potentially Eagles-Niners, obviously, that's one permutation of not NFC sure. Championship game possibilities. At this point, you mentioned the ESPN NFL show. Ed and I had a conversation with Pete Tweeney on the Monday version of that show, so um, Ed and, and I and Pete um, kind of recap the Giants-Vikings victory. We're not going to do that here today. We're going to spin forward a little bit uh, with Ed and BLG, kind of go Giants-Eagles back and forth, blah, 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 but before we do that, Brandon, um, these are unique times, so we're not going in divisional order. We have to talk Cowboys-Buccaneers since that's the most recent thing, the Eagles obviously had the week off 31 to 14. The final score for the Cowboys again, road playoff win, first time navy jerseys, jinx, grass, whatever Tom Brady they finally beat him. Blah blah blah. Um, I think even you would have to admit it was an impressive effort by the Cowboys,
1: yeah. Um, no bones about it. Um, Cowboys played well. There isn't really anything you can really pick apart other than the caking situation, which oh, is dude. certainly uh something to monitor. I guess <laughs> moving forward, it's like a big deal, but other than that um when your kicker is your biggest problem it's you know not the worst place to be uh so yeah i thought it was all around impressive performance there were some injuries as well i kind of want to get your you know take on the not take but like you know your uh, little status updates i I didn't see what all kind of shook out from that um but yeah all around impressive win i will say rj what do i always say what's my what's my line that i always Uh, use on this podcast what's my famous line mcbt that's right baby more than one thing can be oh true. my gosh shout out <laughs> to shirt. holden holden got me a shirt uh, what really the hell holden
0: buddy. holden and i are friends <laughs> i can't wow i'm hurt well, i have an extra uh,
1: one in this color too and i don't want the that GM logo well i, I think want you want that, that one you, what's your favorite color
0: uh probably what's blue i mean I as color? a child it was real green? F-
1: What's your real favorite color? It's green. Well, like, anyway, I, wait, hold on. I like on. the
0: color green, but I I have more like navy things like than anything else.
1: In my so life. more more than one thing can be true in a serious way. Um, impressive win by the Cowboys at the same time, man. And I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from the Cowboys. I'm just saying objectively, this Buccaneers team stinks, man. They they suck. They are a bad. Team. I, Cowboys beat them, so congrats to them for doing it. But that Bucks team is also just
0: bad. I agree. However, would you say this was the least close? game of the super wild card weekend like i know that niners seahawks got away from you know or the game got away from itself but it was it was kind of close like certainly at halftime the seahawks even led right this was the the least contested game of super wild card weekend and so um I'm I'm not gonna be like you can't say this or whatever to so that Tom like look on some level it is beating Tom Brady. By the way, Tom Brady has now lost to every NFC East team in the playoffs except for the Washington franchise. Granted, he lost um, to the Eagles and Giants and Super Bowls. Um, but so you know you can add the Cowboys to that list in a in a much more shy way. Um, but so they they won with authority. Like they they were they are this much of a better team than the Bucks. And so I think the it's not like they eat this side. it's not like it was ever close, it's not like it was ever in doubt. The only part of it that was kind of flirty with danger to your point was early on when the extra points are being missed um to kind of tackle that subject now um we're recording this tuesday at 11 16 a.m central time right now jerry jones said the cowboys would evaluate the situation and his appearance on the fan um 105.3 on tuesday morning i'm i'm kind of torn i think like 95 percent of me says you you ride this out with brett maher there, there is a natural five mm. percent you know insecure version that's like i don't know he has been wonderful for them and for any eagles fan that is unaware Um, He had a really awful experience with the Cowboys in 2019, just a a horrendous end to his tenure with the team, Uh, bounced around a little bit, had a a cup of coffee with the Saints last year, and the Cowboys brought him back after a disastrous kicking experiment in training camp. And I ate a lot of crow on Brett Maher, and I was really happy about that. And so it really, I'm so interested to see what the viewership for this game is, because I bet it is just a stupid number. Um, I feel really badly for him that he had been so good and and he was not just bad, but like meltdown bad in, in such a massive moment.
1: Yeah, I mean it's something to watch. <laughs> Certainly like that's gonna be a huge factor, you know, in, in like against the 49ers, against the Eagles, if it gets to that point and if they get to the Super Bowls so around, like that that's probably going to be that could be the difference in the game and that alone. And I remember going into the season, uh, there was some, you know, I think some concern, consternation, right? Sure. Is that fair to say about the, what the Cowboys were doing at Kicker? And yeah, to your point, he had a great year, but <laughs> it's a really bad time. And it's four. Like it's four, man. That's that's so many to blow.
0: I, um, I was fine with him giving him the fourth opportunity. That one came in the second half and I was, you know, cause like, okay, it's new half, you know what I mean? Like maybe there's some sort of reset involved there. Um, but that's when it was like, okay, this is, this is really, let's bad. go for two <laughs> at
1: that point. Yeah.
0: but I mean it, at this point it's like a man and like people want to, and, and it's fair to say like, well, maybe it was the grass. Well, you know what San Francisco is it's a grass field. If they have to go to Philly, you know what Philly is. Yeah. It's a grass field. So like that factor isn't going away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm in, mean, I'm inclined to trust Brett Maher myself. I definitely trust the Cowboys to evaluate the situation. Um, So I, I have a, a take. It's not like a, a what is it? Uh, an olive branch? Is that the peace offering symbol? I'm not yep. offering anything like that. I, I'm not saying like, admit you're scared of Dak Prescott. But I think we're at a place where we can say we're afraid of every single one of these teams. I think we can just be honest about this. And like Cowboys fans are afraid of the Niners, the Eagles, the Giants on some level. I think Eagles fans have to, you know, have watched Monday night and Giants fans as well and say, yeah, Dak Prescott was like cooking all sorts of stuff. Mike McCarthy was was ready to go. Kellen Moore, like if you're not like, again, in an intellectual way, afraid of this team, I don't think you're being fair. I want to
1: give Mike McCarthy a lot of credit for going for it, you know, on that fourth down. Um, I mean, it was a no brainer to me in that situation, the fourth and goal, just because especially it offense looks so hard for the bucks and give the Cowboys credit, you know, for playing them tight, but like you could just see like that offense, it just, at any time they were driving, it was like pulling teeth. It was like barely that one first down pass that Brady had in the red zone. I think before their that pick there, where he like flips that pass to. Uh, oh, and, and Micah
0: almost got it. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just like this is like so ugly. This is like being held together like duct tape and glue. Like this is not good. Um, and yeah, so I, I thought McCarthy had a good game. I thought Dak. This is the Dak that I think you can brag about. Like not the one who's turning the ball over. I know not all those are his fault, but he took care of the ball. He played a super efficient game. If you go by EPA per or just EPA oh, the in general, EPA
0: per play was insane. I mean, it's it was like one of the all time playoff
1: performances. So yeah, I mean, I again I can't really poke holes at anything about this performance. It was a great win.
0: It was um you know, everybody I, I don't I'm curious if you agree. This isn't important, but do you agree that the like um presentation of this game all day long felt like a Super Bowl. Like the amount of attention and like all of, I, I'm not saying it was no. a Super Bowl, but like, I, it just, it felt like, and, and obviously it was a Cowboys game, so like I'm, you know, I have a yeah, different level of attention and focus. I think like
1: a, a your perspective thing. It just,
0: it. I think it felt that way because like every ESPN show was like kind of based out of the game, right? Like and you see that like they have their sets at the Super Bowl, whatever the case may be. So it, it had like a similar energy. I wouldn't know the Calbit have made the Super Bowl, whatever. Um, but so it felt that way. And there were so many people saying, like, Dak has to deliver, Dak has to perform, Dak, Dak mm-hmm. has to do this, has to do this. The fact that he answered that call is again uh, that that's the dude that like at least I'm talking for myself here I have always said is there like and it's impractical to expect him to be or anyone to be that person every single week in the NFL but the fact that he played like that when everything was on the line and again I recognize this is a shell of who Tom Brady has been but against the greatest player of all time is a really impressive thing
1: it is. And, you know, you pointed out all the things they kind of conquered in terms of the blue jerseys and the grass field and Brady and everything. So uh, to, to be able to navigate through that is great. I mean, you'll take it. I guess my question for you is, you know, considering the quality of this Bucks team. Um, not good. As I said, finish the season with a negative 62 point differential. Now, obviously, they played another game and these teams didn't. But can you guess the six teams that finished with a lower point differential this season
0: in the NFL?
1: Yes. In the entire NFL.
0: Bears, Texans. Do I have two?
1: Yep. I'll tell you when, when you're wrong. So the Rams. Just keep going. Keep going. The who's your f- uh, least favorite that's
0: th- team? That's that's three. Oh, the Colts. Uh. Yep, that's four. <laughs> um, the
1: fraud quarterback, NFC West.
0: Um, the Cardinals. Yep. Interesting. I was gonna guess them
1: and your favorite team from last year or least favorite team from last year slash last our guy
0: russ oh i was i was gonna guess broncos. the broncos wow yeah. so those are the like those are the teams that were you, you, so uh, team... you know point differential didn't tell you because if you if you win one game point differential you win <laughs> you win that game so
1: so you know I, my question for you then i brought that up is because like you know obviously any kind of season that doesn't end in the super bowl win is going to be disappointing but like let's look at the scenario entertain me for a second if you will if the cowboys lose to admittedly a very good 49ers team so it's not like there's like the most it's not like extremely disgraceful but if they lose like what is this season to you like is it like hey we got a playoff win against the bucks do we like do we feel good about that as cowboys fans is the question
0: i have to say like i um and i know it's going to be joining us shortly so um trying to keep things sort of tight and contextualized and, and we will talk a lot about this cowboys Niners game in the second episode of the week just so we're all clear um Like last year I had a little bit of like the kind of classic Cowboys fan energy, right? Like this is the, and I know like, I like to have fun on Twitter and stuff, but like, this is the year. It's all lining up. This has not been the year. Like this has been so left-footed and that's where it's been impressive. Right? Like, and and you mentioned like the, the things that they kind of dispel the Navy jerseys and the grass field, whatever, they're not supposed to win games without like Tony Romo goes down. They're done. Dak Prescott goes down. They're done. They went four and one without him. Like that Mm -hmm. in and of itself is kind of emblematic of how, again, I, I'm not saying that makes them the greatest team of all time, but how different they are. Uh, so a year ago, it was like, oh, of course, of, of course, to like, to get there, they have to vanquish the big bad 49ers. Like, that's the story. Like we, we've we've been chasing the story for 30 years now for the Cowboys. What is the, the most? Of course, they have to go through Aaron Rodgers. Of course, the story, the story, like at this point, the story is like really insignificant. The story is really meaningless. Like, it's cool. They beat Tom Brady. But um, so to me, it's like. If they lose, then what is the story? Do they lose because Brett Maher missed an extra point, and, right, and that was course. the difference? Do, do they get blown out? Um, I, I will say that the fact that they've they've gotten to this point is impressive that doesn't mean i agree it's successful that doesn't mean you should hang a banner or any sort of silly joke but i mean everybody counted them out myself included everybody counted mike mccarthy mccarthy had to go on rich eisen show a week into the offseason to defend his own honor (laughs) i mean and and sean payton's out here planting all his you know stuff and, and whispering to all his sparrows in the media and mike mccarthy's just fighting him off i mean like and and i i find that to be really impressive uh, from Mike McCarthy. Again, they lost Dak Prescott. They beat Tom Brady. I recognize a below 500 Tom Brady, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm very interested to see. I don't think I will have a strong overreaction if they lose. It will be disappointing. It will be devastating in sure. the way that a season ending obviously is. But this is this is the team. This is the team that, that broke them, that exposed them for, for being frauds, for being soft. And and they forged themselves. They forged themselves into this machine. That doesn't mean they're the best team in the NFL, but, but they remade themselves and they got back here. And that quality is something that had been absent from this franchise for a very, very long
1: time. Yeah, there's absolutely something to be said for that. I just think it's the... It's, I didn't even think of the specific matchup for when i was asking that question but because you add that and it's like if you just get back to the same place where you lose to them again and look you know we're looking i want to i'm not just saying like assuming they're going to lose case if, if, if the scenario where they win is obvious it's like wow they they beat the boogeyman that was like the monkey that was on their back like they got to the championship game and they did it by beating the team that eliminated them from last year you can be like hey even if we lose in the championship game that sucks that's terrible but hey we made we, it feels like we're still pointing in the right direction we're making progress as opposed to if if you don't beat the 49ers and it's like, is this just our ceiling? Is this like what we're destined to do? Like, like maybe win one playoff game um, and that be it. So that's kind of what I was wondering about. In
0: I said this um, and we'll talk about this a lot, obviously. And a lot of people will talk about it a lot, but I said it on our post game show. Um, and you know, this, like the Niners get made into, into the Brock Purdy story, right? Like that, that's all oh, they have Mr. Irrelevant. Like, but that's all the story becomes about them. Um but, like, t- to-, to live in that story for a moment, and I saw somebody tweet this, I don't know who it was, um, about the Eagles on Monday night, or Monday afternoon, but if you had told me or any Cowboys fan and said, like, on the day of the draft, or the day of the th- of day three of the draft, like, hey, to-, to-, to get where you haven't been, to get to the NFC Championship game, you have to be Mr. Relevant in the draft. You would have taken that, right? Like, again, understanding that, like, football is crazy and football is weird, but, like, you would have signed up for that. You don't have to beat Aaron Rodgers. You already beat Tom Brady. Right now, you don't have to beat Jalen Hurts and the Mighty Eagles. Right now, to get to the place you haven't been, you have to beat the last pick in the draft. Granted, he has an army behind him in Kyle Shanahan and Nick Bosa and Debo and Ayuk and everybody.
1: Well, think about that from the Eagles perspective, too. Like, so you get a first, like, let's say back in August or whatever, I tell you, they get a first round by, then they have to beat Daniel Jones in Philly, and then they have to beat Brock Purdy potentially, uh, in Philly. It's like, yeah, you sign up for that, if that's the case.
0: You do, but those things, like, sound so much, like, and that's what that was my point, like, they sound so much simpler than they really are. Like, beating Daniel Jones now is not, like, the easy thing that it would have sounded like a long, long, long time ago. Like, now it's kind of a terrifying thing, (laughs) like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. whoa, like. Daniel Jones, watch out. And Ed should be joining us um, in a little bit here. Actually, maybe about, yeah, I don't know, eight more minutes. Um, so, um, with hey, regards. Say,
1: by the way, I just want to take a moment. Let's just give me uh, a big round of applause for a second. Because I went six to no in my straight up picks. I went four and two against the spread, including my lock of the week, which was the Cowboys. So, that's the thing. Like, this game isn't like, wow. So, you know, I, you did a good job on the SB Nation NFL show getting Pete and Rachel on the record like hey what's your prediction for this game i want to know your take beforehand so then you can't like go after the fact and be like whoa it was only the bucks i can I mean, do that and a little bit more so just by comparison at least because like i was like i expected them to win i never thought they were going to lose i was the only one on bgn actually from our bgn staff picks who picked the cowboys to win this game everyone else picked the bucks so i guess i'm like less surprised than others
0: and, and that's where like I do, like, that's comes back to the, like, olive branch, peace offering, whatever. Like, at this point, like, we've had our fun, right? Like, you, Eagles fans took their lap, you know, back in October. Cowboys fans took their lap on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But, like, we've all had our fun. We've expended our energy. Like, we can all acknowledge that these are four very good teams, that these two teams, at least that you and I cover specifically, are very, very good. They might be the two best teams in the conference. They might not be, again, contingent upon what happens this week with the 49ers. They certainly have a claim to the throne, even as the top team. Um, in the conference. And so we'll see about that. But like at this point, I'm just kind of excited and I'm nervous and I'm anxious and I'm terrified. Like I'm all of those things in one. And I haven't felt that way. Um, as a Cowboys fan, like normally it's been this sense of overconfidence, but there's none of that happening right now.
1: Uh, what's going on with the injury situation? Cause we didn't get to that. What are the so, injuries coming out of this game? The,
0: the big one was J Ron curse. Uh, but he spoke after the game said he was fine. He'd be playing. Um, other than that, there were like these moments where like Dorrance Armstrong got a little bit nicked up and everything kind of worked itself out. There doesn't seem to be anything, Micah. any, any long, Micah was fine. Had this scary moment at the end of the first half. We'll see about Jason Peters. That's something that I think should be mentioned. Um, so the Cowboys jumbo package involves Connor McGovern at fullback. They, it, they deployed that a lot last year. Uh, when they had more flexibility along the line as a whole. Um, but um, they haven't really had the ability to do that this year just because somebody has always been hurt. Uh, so last night to start the game, the Cowboys trotted out from left to right, Jason Peters, Tyler Smith at left guard, Tyler B. Odish made his return at center, Zach Martin obviously, and Tyron Smith at right tackle. I thought this was the best game that Tyron has played at right tackle. He uh, got a stock up for me in my stock report. that reason uh but jason peters got nicked up doesn't seem to be super serious right now again it's still still super early so we'll see uh but this sounds strange but the Cowboys are comfortable with having to live in a world where Peter's can't play for them because they just well, yeah. Yeah. They, they they slide Tyler Smith out and Connor McGovern play. I know you're very familiar with that. Well, you um, have
1: to. That's what you're signing up for when uh, Jason but, Peters at age but, 41 or whatever.
0: There were a lot of Cowboys fans though who when they, you know, brought this line out they were like, "Well, why are you playing Tyron at right tackle?" Right? Right if you're going to play Tyler Smith at, at left guard, you might as well play Tyron at left tackle. And I think the reason for that is is the reality that unfolded, right? Like if and when Peters gets hurt, Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you now have to have a plan at left tackle and you have that in Tyler Smith versus if you're playing Tyron Smith, at left tackle and Peters is on the right side. If, and when Peters gets hurt, you don't have as, as like the, the movement required is much more significant. You're trying to minimize the change that's happening along the line. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Um, what a week that we are in store for. So to set the stage, um, giants Eagles is Saturday night. And that is on. Wait, at- how
1: did the giants get to
0: the spot again? Uh, what happened on uh, I mean, Sunday, look, you know, in your heart of hearts, <laughs> that Kirk cousins played fairly well. Um, the Vikings defense is just man. And I, I will say I in feel, the final two drives of the game, Must I have feel it so badly for Vikings fans because people like you have been calling them frauds all season long. And, <laughs> and when you lose in the first round of the playoffs, like what, like that, and that's kind of what happened to the Cowboys last year, right? Like when, when people don't believe, and then in your first chance to prove yourself, you blow it, like you confirm priors, like, and that's mm. maybe not fair, but like, that's, it that's is fair. A, it's, a, objective well, no, it's, it's objective data. It's objective fa- data
1: suggested they were not as good it's as fair, but it's they absent
0: are. of other data. Like it's, it's picking the data you want and you like, and there's no refute cause it's like you lost. <sighs> I mean, and I so, think
1: DVOA and point differential and like, you know, I'm not like saying that that not they're like, like the best
0: team ever, but like they're, they, they played a good game on Sunday and they lost and that's really unfortunate. So I feel badly for Vikings fans. Um, so as as Ed kind of makes his way here, he should be here very shortly. I said this and I told Ed, "I'm afraid of Brian Dable." Like the worst thing that ever happened to us was the Giants firing Joe Judge. Like holy crap. This dude is this dude's the real deal, man.
1: Yeah, when they hired him, uh, did they hire Shane first or was it him? I think it it was, was it was Shane first, I believe. I mean, that would make sense, you know, the Buffalo connection. I don't remember exactly, but either either way, I was I was like, "Man, And I think we said that here in the mixtape. I'm like, I don't know. It's not, it it would be way too premature at that point to be like, the Giants definitely nailed this because of how bad they've been. But it was like, you could see how this would work out. Right. And I think too many people poo pooed like the fact that, you know, Josh Allen got way better when he was there. I don't think Dable deserves all the credit for that. To be clear, you got to give Josh Allen a lot of credit and other factors there in Buffalo, but Hey, Let's
0: look at Josh Allen this year without Brian Dable not looking like quite as good, right? Like that's not irrelevant. So a uh, few things um, on the staff situation and Ed should be here momentarily. Like I said, um, when it, I feel like the moment that we were like, okay, this is for real. It wasn't like, like we believed in Dable, but it was the wink Martindale hire. That's when we were like, oh crap, you know, the whole like staff.
1: Yeah, yeah it was like Kafka too it, was a big deal. It, yeah, exactly. It was like coaching interviews now.
0: It, it was like, okay, they don't just have like a, a front man. You know what I mean? Like they have a crew and that, that was the really like nerve wracking thing. Um, you're right nobody no and predictably nobody nationally talking about Josh Allen's three turnovers that almost lost the game and I love Josh Allen like that's what upsets me that like I have to you know do this but like to be fair he had three turnovers against a really bad Dolphins team there was 31st in the NFL in takeaways this year I mean like that that <sighs> is a real thing that, <laughs> that nobody went and the Bills led the NFL in turnovers I mean so like and, and to your point, like Brian Dable leaving and that happening all of a sudden is an interesting thing. And then I, I mentioned this on the NFL show. If you define a, a clean game as no turnovers for a quarterback, no interceptions, no fumbles. Daniel Jones had seven of them in his first three years in the NFL, and he has nine of them now just this season. Like that is Brian Dable.
1: It's wild. It's like to go, because he was just a fumbling machine. At one point, he was almost like fumbling, or I forget what it was. I think there was a point where I combined his fumbles and interceptions, and it was almost like Wentz-like. It was just like one, Mm -hmm. at least one per game. Like You could count on him to turn it over, and the progress he's made there. Some of that, as we kind of talked about offline, I wonder if there's like some regression back to the mean coming next season. I don't know. I'm not ready to say it's all fluky. I do kind of wonder some of that, but I think you do have to give Dable credit for lowering those turnovers a lot.
0: Well, we have landed the transition perfectly because joining us now, not live, but live as we're recording this on the NFC's mixtape for the second week in a row, the wow. main man, the head honcho, the king of the emperor over at Espionation's Big Blue View. It is Ed Valentine. Ed, what did you have for breakfast today? <laughs> this again? What did I have for breakfast today? I had
2: waffles for breakfast. You go
0: syrup or dry? Like, what's your protocol here?
2: Uh, you, can't, you, you can't do dry, guys. You just can't I do agree. dry. Hey, what
0: are you doing? No, uh, doing a we dry was, waffle over there, RJ. We were wondering, Ed, Joe Shane was hired before Brian Dable, correct? Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, wow. So right now, I'm kind of um, like the, the center of the ring. I got BLG on one corner. I got Ed on the other. The winner gets a free stack of waffles. Mm. Uh, New York Giants visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. The line is seven and a half still at the moment. Is that correct? I believe so. Okay, For draft kings, yes. So, um, first question before we get to that, Ed, what does it feel like to have the NFC Beast back alive and thriving? Three of the four teams left in the division around. This is this is cool. This is the way it should be, guys.
2: This is the way it's supposed to be. The NFC Beast, you know, there's there, there's three of us here. There's 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 one team missing, but whoever I don't even remember who they are, <laughs> I'm not sure they know who they are anymore, but but yeah, this is. This is kind of fun. I'm enjoying this.
1: Ed, what is the biggest difference, I guess, from the last time the Eagles and Giants played? Let's say like a meaningful or normal game, like the week 18 game. It's kind of weird to compare um, given the circumstances in that one. What do you think is the biggest difference between the Giants of week 14, which, you know, the Eagles blew out, uh, and this Giants team now?
2: Well, I, I think there are two differences, Brandon. I think that defensively, I think that what you're going to see is a healthier Giants team. I think that what you're going to see, and, and look, the Eagles have a really good offense. They're going to score points. The Giants don't have a defense that that resembles the 1985 Bears, okay? They they have a, a good defense, but they will have Leonard Williams, Xavier McKinney, and a Dory Jackson in this game and i would argue that those are three of their five best defensive players so so i think that's a big help for the giants and i think that the the other difference offensively i'm not going to say that it's daniel jones but what i what i'm what i look at with the giants is the evolution of this offense the, the very beginning of the season, they were a run first, throw it when they had to, throw it on, on their terms only, a lot of bootleg, the simplest possible throws they could they could give Daniel Jones. And they're different now. They're a much more balanced offense. They're entirely willing to allow Daniel Jones to go back and throw the ball on first down. I see them as a not an offensive juggernaut, but a more balanced offense that presents a defense with with more things to think about.
0: Ed, uh, you, myself, and Pete Sweeney talked about the Giants win over the Vikings on the NFL show. There's so people can go listen to that if they'd like. We're obviously spinning forward here. Um I, I mean, is is this you know, is is this the matchup? Is it do you feel confident in this matchup, I guess? Because as a Cowboys fan, over the weekend it was like, okay, well, if X, Y, and Z happens, you know, Dallas is going here, Dallas is going there. Um, you know, we we ran a poll at com after um Saturday and said, Okay, would you rather face the Philadelphia Eagles or the San Francisco 49ers? And like 90% of people said the Eagles. So a lot of people yeah. are terrified of the Niners right now. Is this the is this the matchup you would like? I mean, do you do you feel confident here? I mean, like what, what's the level of, of confidence here? Well, confident is probably
2: not a good word okay the eagles are the number one seed they're at home they're they're the better team everyone will acknowledge that all right but i love this i love this matchup i love being the new york giants right now because the giants are going to philly nobody expects them to win the Giants have nothing to lose, and how much fun! How delicious would this be for the New York <laughs> Giants to go to not only beat the Eagles but to walk into Philly and beat the Eagles? So, so I I love everything about this.
1: Uh, R.J., you know, you talked about how all those streaks were kind of broken with Mike McCarthy. You know, whatever the blue jerseys, the right, grass, right. all these, all these like. The Giants don't beat the Eagles. Like that's just like for a long time now, and Ed as knows that well. It's it's crazy because there was actually a point where you look at the all time series, and the Giants had a huge lead, and the Eagles actually took it back. And there, the Eagles are are, are the, the Giants rather are the only team that the Eagles actually have a lead over now in the all time series in the NFC because mm-hmm. of that domination for from years. And I think it's been like since two thousand seven, since the Giants have actually swept the Eagles. And Eagles have done that to them, I think, eight times or something in that span. So it's kind of crazy. Just Including this
0: season, just to your point.
1: Sure, which, you know, last game kind of weird. um, But whatever, still it counts. Uh, So that would be that much bigger of a deal. (laughs) If
0: the Giants could come
1: into Philly and actually get this monkey off their back for a team that usually dominates them so well. I guess, Ed, um, you said confident maybe isn't the word you would use. What concerns you about this Eagles team specifically?
2: Well... Obviously, it's a really good defense. It's it's an offense that, when it's whole, you know, presents a ton of issues. Um, you know, can you guys just, by the way, just do me one favor. Inactivate Boston Scott, please. <laughs> it, <laughs> All right. Boston Scott, who's built his crazy. career against the Giants. Yeah, it is. I think, what is it, like 10 or 11 of his 17 or 18 touchdowns for his career are against the He's Giants. He's awesome against them. <laughs> but well look the the there's there's no one single thing that concerns me about the Eagles. The fact of the matter is you know they're they're a deeper roster they're a they're a better football team than the New York Giants are right now so the the Giants are the underdog they're they're you know David against Goliath in this matchup um and it is what it is and and to be honest with you the fact that it's two NFC East rivals i mean that's that's why i love it i mean i mean it, it it the giants i i've said before that the giants are playing with house money and in this matchup i think they are they have nothing to lose here if if they get blown out people are going to go oh well the, giants, the the eagles did that to them a few weeks ago so you know that's that's what we that's what we expected so if if the giants make the eagles sweat that's going to be a lot of fun and if they if they somehow manage to win the game you know then 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 that's just that's that's out of this world crazy but but yeah so i don't know i think the eagles there's a lot of things to to worry about when you're when you're the giants looking at the eagles i'm
0: i'm so fascinated by this um I don't mean this in like a trolley way, but I do think this is the worst matchup for the Eagles in that like this is like you it's its the most dilute, so to speak. Like mm. it is because it is David versus Goliath to Ed's point, right? And Ed, I say this with, look, Ed came in guns blazing on the NFL show just trying to dunk all of yeah, the love Cowboys that. Who, who went in to win. Yeah. I'm going to be super respectful of, of the Giants here. They've had a great season, but we mm-hmm. all can agree, right? Like, they, they have some limitations, and, and they've surpassed all of them, and good for them. But, like, a, a, a Cowboys-Eagles game would feel not goliath goliath but, you know, it would feel like a matchup of two teams that are somewhat equal to one another. It doesn't feel that way, like, on paper here. The line doesn't reflect that. Again, as mentioned, seven and a half points here. Um, so, like, this is a, a game where the Eagles, like, kind of have to – you know, they have they have way more to lose. And like, that's the situation I kind of trust Brian Dable the most in, Ed, is, is having nothing to lose. like, And we've seen that like th- this man is what was the last time the Giants were favored a- against the Colts? Right. Like I, 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 am a, <laughs> I am afraid of Brian Dable and I'm definitely like, they are the sleeping Giants. And I, I don't like that um to, to be the team, you know, going up against them, especially for it to be not only your first playoff game, but Ed, I think an underrated part is this is the first game of of true significance for the Eagles since what the Bears game, Brandon, and even that they had clinched a playoff berth. I mean, you're talking about it has been a long time since there has been no safety net underneath this Eagles team. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. I just like I said, I, I I love this because there's there's just nothing to lose from the Giants' perspective, and, and RJ, I I. I did kind of, I did kind of come after you the other day, I, you know, but I, 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 I I'm being nice nicer today. I'm keeping the. You don't have to be. You I'm, don't have to I'm, be. No, I'm, you know, I'm uh, RJ. You know, his team won last night. Dak Prescott played well. We got to give him that. You know, they need a new kicker. You know, maybe maybe somebody on our st- your staff or mine can go try out there, Brandon. I don't know, but they 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 need some help in the in maybe they, maybe they should just go for two points. I don't know. Probably, (laughs) but uh, but listen, you know, Brian Dable came in this season, and the biggest thing that Brian Dable did this year, I think, was show a belief in his players, show that they're going to play to win. I was talking to uh, to Mark Schofield earlier today on, on my show about this, and week one against the Tennessee Titans, the Giants went for two points. Down 20 to 19 with a minute and a half to go. They went for two points. And I remember Brian Dable being asked about the reaction on the sideline when even before they ran the play. And he said the reaction all across the sideline was F yeah, let's play to win this game. You know, let's just play to and that's how he's played all year. And I think that has been huge for the Giants. Just that that belief in players from the coaching staff. And that, you know, we're going to play to win at all times, kind of, kind of attitude.
1: All right, Ed, I know you love predictions. So I have to ask, what is your prediction for this game? Again, the Eagles listed as seven and a half point favorites. I want to get your take on if they cover or not, or win outright, whatever. I want to hear it. Uh, what do you got?
2: Oh, I got to take the points, but I can't, I can't pick the Giants mm-hmm. to win the game. Uh, I just Ed. can't do it. I I I want to, I want to, but, But right now, as I sit here on Tuesday, I just I haven't talked myself into that one yet. I want to maybe by the time I make my pick at Big Blue View later in the week, I will I will have talked myself Mm -hmm. into that. But I haven't quite talked myself into it yet. Um, I'm still curious how healthy Jalen Hurts Mm -hmm. is, to be honest with you. I am I am curious about that because because that changes the Eagles playbook so much. It changes the dynamics of their offense. I mean, he's dangerous as a scrambler, you know, he's dangerous in the pocket, but, but if they can't rely on him and, you know, in the designed run area and and threaten that way, that just changes a lot of things. And and I'm, I may change my mind if, if we think that that hurts is going to be limited, but right now right now i'm playing it safe and and just taking just taking the points like i said i've got to uh, i've i've got to i've got to work on my on my on my confidence on my attitude <laughs> on my ego a little bit and go out there on the limb and take the giants to win this one but i can't quite do you it you need
0: yet. to be the guy that showed up to, to monday it's, football
2: monday it, it it it's only that's true <laughs> i i i realize that that maybe you know i sh- i should have brought that today <gasps> But I, 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 you know, I left my guns in the
1: closet today, so what can I tell my you? My quick take on Ed's <laughs> take there is I think it comes down to the talent thing, and I think the Eagles, like, Ed used the term better team. I think that's a little bit more subjective in terms of, like, it's a little bit more nebulous of a concept, um, so I think you can make an argument, but... The talent level, I think, is inarguable. The Eagles are like inarguably the more talented team. That doesn't mean they're guaranteed to win, doesn't mean the talented teams always win. But I just think when you look at it, like from a talent perspective, certainly that's why they're favored by that much. And also why you think that even if this like ends up being a kind of a close game, which Giants deserve a lot of credit for being in a lot of close games, they kind of just that's what they do under Brian Dable, they just kind of hang around. Um, I just feel like if you're looking at it from the Eagles perspective, you have confidence that even if it is close, you have someone who's just going to make a play. Someone from this talented roster is going to make a play at some point. And I think that's kind of what you kind of come down down to at the end of the day.
0: I think if, if the giants win this game, it's a matter of of like we talk talent or whatever like in making plays it's just like death by a thousand paper cuts of daniel jones right like like if you're an eagle <laughs> like but seriously like we've all lost games like that right like where if you're an eagles fan you're like how is he doing how's how do you pick up this first down on on third and nine third and twelve whatever this we scramble, talked about like, this
1: we um, talked about this going into the eagles giants game in week 14 like i was talking with ed like the formula for victory is the commander's approach like yeah shorten the game and it's kind of what the ravens just tried to do to the bengals the other night like shorten the game and uh go on these long drives and they did that the uh, Vikings uh, Giants did that well I thought they converted a lot of third downs I don't know how sustainable that is the matter at third downs they're converting against the Vikings. Um but yeah certainly they can do it.
2: But that's what the Giants are they have to be they have to be efficient mm-hmm. on offense. They're not going to you now Saquon Barkley had the 28 yard touchdown run, but it has been forever since Barkley had one of those 40 50 60 yard runs that he's known for the Giants have to be efficient they have to be mistake free the the path for the Giants is always narrow you know it's always narrow because as 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 Brandon said they're the they're the lesser of the two teams in terms of talent when it comes to to Saturday night they're the lesser of the two and and mistakes are going
0: to kill them um This is revenge for 2008, Ed, when the Giants were the number one seed and the, uh, yes, they lost. Um, And actually if that happened, if the Giants won this game, all three of the teams that we cover uh, in the last 15 years would have been one and done as the top seed in the conference. Although the Cowboys have done it twice in the last 16 years in 2007, it was Dallas. They went one and done as as Brandon, you're confused. Um, In 2007, Dallas went one and done in the playoffs lost to the Giants in 2008. The Giants is the one seed the next year went one and done against the Eagles. Uh, in 2016, Dallas went one and done, although that wasn't a division rival. And then this would be the Eagles going one and done if they What won. about 2017? I know, but I'm saying this would, I, I, obviously there have been times where it has been successful. I'm saying this would be to, uh, specifically a one and done time. But yeah, the Eagles won the Super Bowl as, as the one seed in 2017. I'm not saying it happens every time a team is Gotcha. Done. But um, Ed, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for all the listeners, Ed and BLG will have a lot more stuff available at Big Blue View and Bleeding Green Nation throughout the week. Ed, walk a little bit taller. The Giants are very good. Um,
2: I, I, I'm trying, but, you know, I, I, I just can't. I'm, I'm getting old, RJ. I can't
0: bring that fire. Well, you know day. what, Ed? Tomorrow, <laughs> make it pancakes instead of waffles. Ed Valentine, <laughs> thank you for joining us, everybody. Hope you have a great week. Um, wow, Brandon. Are you nervous? You
1: didn't give Ed a chance to plug anything, but uh, go to Big Blue View and the Big I mean, Blue podcast kind of feed.
0: I said Big Blue View a thousand times. I mean, and, and, and he's going to be... Maybe you wanted to plug um, something they need coming up. There's going to be a lot of, like, there's going to be the five questions, there are three reasons to lose, etc. Yeah. There's going to be all the crossover stuff this week All anyway. A lot of good
1: stuff on Bleeding Your Nation and Big Blue View. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy.
0: we are doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah.
1: A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
0: Do you agree with my take that maybe it's not the scariest, but it is a scary... like and let me be very clear anything is scary right like there's no no none of the eight teams feel safe right now i was on monday football monday pete was like i'm really terrified of the jaguars like for the chiefs Mm. right um so like nothing is easy nothing is safe nothing feels good but there is this like like we are waiting for the eagles not to prove themselves they prove themselves like that is a silly idea to, to think that they have to do that but like oh like it is, it is it reached the point where it's like, okay, if you don't get it done, then it all means nothing. Right. Like, and again, as somebody who has seen two teams go one and done again, the Eagles obviously won the Super Bowl is the one seed, but like if the Eagles go one and done at the hands of the little brother who they've dominated over and over and over again, like it will be a long off season. Philadelphia.
1: Oh, it'll be a failure of a season. And the Eagles are in a spot here where there's, there is a lot of pressure on them. And it's a good point by Ed. And it's a fair one in terms of the, how you can relish in being the underdog. Cause the Eagles did that once upon a time and it worked out well for them. Um, the Eagles need to win the Super Bowl this year, basically. Or at least, you know, like... I, I mean that sounds that. obvious. Well, well, hold on. I mean, look at well, what they have going on though. There's so many free agents this offseason. Mm. They have, but they potentially might lose both coordinators. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to lose Gannon. I think they're going to hold on to Steichen, but we'll see. Steichen's and Kelsey's doing... a
0: little bit older too. Like kind of the end could of the be road. Gone. Right.
1: Um, you know, uh, Fletcher Cox. You know, like a lot of like, staples of the organization could be gone, and maybe some for better in some cases. But and
0: then and then like a real thing, likely regression. Like the, I'm, I've come around on A.J. Brown, but like, does, is he the same, you know, God-mode I mean, dude next year? Maybe, but like... It'll be better think, in theory. He's only like 24, t- Well, 25. and to be fair, I thought it was impossible that the Cowboys could repeat as takeaway leaders in the NFL, but they did that. I mean, so anything was possible. Yeah, table. I mean,
1: I think it would be... I think you're kind of looking at potentially a Chiefs situation a little bit where you're kind of retooling a bit. You're still competing, but you're mm-hmm. kind of retooling the roster and there's some changes and there could be some growing pains within that. So um, it's not like... Yeah, it's hard to say any kind of season is defined by a Super Bowl because one team wins the Super Bowl. But certainly, if you get knocked out of your first playoff game, especially because you'll just have so many advantages going into this one. I mean, the Giants are playing on a short week; they're going from Sunday to Saturday, and the Eagles, you know, have, have had the bye. Um, I, I just feel like there's every and you know, if the Eagles get by this team, if they happen to do that, then they're going to have a rest advantage against their next opponent too in the championship game because that team will be going from Sunday to. Sunday, as opposed to the Eagles going Saturday to Sunday. Now
0: it's a rest advantage. But when I talked about the Cowboys being at a disadvantage, you didn't want to hear it.
1: So anyway, um, Mm. yeah, there's a lot of pressure. I don't feel, I genuinely don't feel worried. That's not trying to be disrespectful to the Giants. It's not that I don't think they have a chance to win. I just, again, I think it comes down to the talent and I feel good about the matchup. I just think the Giants can play their A-plus game and it just might not be good enough because I just think at the end of the day, they lack some key pieces and also, you know, look, I'm going to bring up the Vikings thing again. I was very consistent that I did not think the Vikings were the most impressive team. The team ranked 28th in weighted DVOA was not the most impressive team. That's not to take away from the Giants win, but it's like, it's not like they beat like the most juggernaut team out there. Um, it was a good win. It's absolutely a good win for the Giants. But I think there reaches a point where uh, there's just a ceiling on this team. And I think this is kind of the ceiling.
0: I do think it's funny, by the way, that you lauded the Giants for being in so many one possession close games. But it's this huge demerit that the Vikings, you know, were in so many one possession close games with a, a rookie head coach as well. But whatever. I'm not here to defend the Minnesota Vikings. The expectations for the Vikings. Were Why are the expectations really higher that, anyway, for the Giants? Um, they were. Anyway, so, so tell
1: me what, so what was the Vikings win total? I, win total I really this don't year? know. If, and what if was you the know, Giants? Do you think the Vikings I, was higher I,
0: than the Giants? I think they were, but like, are yeah. we talking? Was it six and a half to five and a half? Like, or was it 10 and a half to five and a half? That is significant information that I don't have right now. So, you use the word, um, was it pressure? Like, you said you're not worried. Fine. Call it pressure. It call nine it and a half
1: games, by the way.
0: The Vikings over under? Yes. Versus well, the Giants. Hit, they hit the over. Giants, I'm going to guess, was six and a half.
1: What was it? Was Mumbai? seven.
0: Okay. So, yeah, two and a half games. Like, I mean, whatever. That's it's significant. not <laughs> significant. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> I think this is the like, and I'm not trying to be trolly. Like I'm, but this is it's the divisional round of the playoffs, right? It's intense. So like, looking at it, I do think is this is the most pressure, worry, whatever you could assign to the Eagles. Like, if you look at the other divisional round opponents, because if the Eagles lost a playoff game to the Forty ers it's like, hey, you know, the Niners are a machine, blah blah blah. Like. You know, it sucks that we lost, but, like, you can square that a lot more easily in your mind. We talked about that with the Cowboys a moment ago. If the Eagles lost to the Cowboys, I know it would be annoying to no end, but it would be like, well, damn, like, we don't want to admit this. But, like, you know, they, they have a lot of good pieces. It wouldn't they be, beat, like, an inexplicable loss. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't be inexplicable. This is the most... Inexplicable that a loss would be. And so in that sense, it is the most pressure. It's a team that the the Eagles have dominated. To your point, the Eagles have overtaken in the division rivalry standings. It is a, a wild card team. It's a team you have a rest advantage against. It's a team with a quarterback that, you know, was super prone to turning the ball over, with a rookie head coach, right? Like you couldn't line up all of the variables to be more favorable on paper. So that's why I'm saying I do think the pressure is a stupid word whatever you want to call it is higher with the giants than it would be for anyone else but maybe that also lends to the idea that the eagles are much more likely to win
1: for my prediction of this game uh which you know i'm gonna make it a thousand times just like Ed, i think the eagles win i do think I think I'm going to say double digits, but it's not going to feel that way. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be a close game and to the end. The Eagles pull away very late and they seal the deal kind of thing. Um, but I do think the Giants are going to hang around and be competitive. It's it's a lot. There's a lot of differences, as, which is why I wanted to ask Ed that question from again, the last time they played in a really, truly meaningful game, the week 18 matchup. It's, I know the, that was a weird situation. You know, the Giants were resting starters. The Eagles are clearly not going all out to win in that game. Jalen Hurts had zero design runs. I would bet any amount of money that he's gonna have more than zero design runs in this game on Saturday night. Um so yeah.
0: So allow me to ask a few more questions and there. what ifs because of the time that we're recording this. Um and again not a trolley thing i offered the olive branch people what if jalen hurts imagine did, someone
1: gave you an actual olive branch would you feel like peaceful with them i, don't actually, think, I would be like what is, what is this i don't well, want this I,
0: I i wonder what the like origin of, and we've modern. asked some, some weird questions in the past on the mixtape and people have been like actually this is why this is this like what is the origin of the like to, like, at one what point, am I gonna do with an olive? That's branch? what I'm saying. Like, was there a point in time where, like, to broker peace, somebody literally gave someone an olive branch, and the person on the receiving end was like, "Oh, hell yeah!" Like, <laughs> like you what know, should, like, what
1: should the modern olive branch be? Like, what should like someone like you can just give this thing to anyone, and it automatically creates peace between people. I oh, a yeah, gift is card. Is I was I was thinking a gift card could be. Um, but I don't know, Chick-fil-A controversial in some aspects and also not open on Sundays, mm-hmm. which is like, annoying if you're going to go to like, you know, the Falcons. Like
0: then like a coffee gift card, like w- mm. and whatever, Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, whatever your your flavor is.
1: Someone, you get- my, my good friend Zach pointed out the difference between us is you're a Starbucks guy and I'm a Dunkin' guy. I'm a man of the people and you're, uh, you know, living in your ivory castle up
0: there. I'm a man of simplicity and star- there are like starbucks on every exit of the highway duncan's are just like a little bit more complicated to get to so that's-
1: rj what is the national uh animal of the united states of america okay what who is, is it
0: Amer- who is america's team what is it? What,
1: <laughs> is it what is it what is
0: it so my question to you
1: wait what is, is the answer to that
0: question uh you know the answer um so my question is eagle what is
1: america's team
0: what is the panic level or is it nothing because it it doesn't feel significant anymore what is the panic level if jalen hurts is a limited participant in actually tuesday's practice th- today right because there will they'll be one well, today since it'll be a, on saturday
1: not a real practice on tuesday it'll be right. a walk through so it's not really the best barometer you would like so to wednesday see it's an estimated report so it would still be a little bit concerning he's limited but again it doesn't mean a ton because it's just a walk through um so yeah Wednesday wednesday will kind of be the real uh revealing result from in that regard Jalen Hurts, I don't know if you were able to catch this as you are preparing for the uh, Cowboys-Bucks uh, game last week, but Jalen Hurts didn't really throw a lot. He was held two practices during the bye week on Thursday, kind of just was like throwing, like doing, going through, throwing motions with a towel, like simulated throwing. Uh, but then on Friday, he seemed to be full go. So that seemed like a positive step in the right direction. And also on Lane Johnson, who's going to be playing through this very painful injury um, he goes, it seemed to me like there was kind of a positive vibe from him. Um, it sounded like the injury wasn't fully as bad as he expected. And to be clear, I'm not saying like it's a, a minor deal now. It's still a significant deal, but he seemed to kind of have, he seemed to be more, me more optimistic that he might actually be able to play through this. But those are both very volatile and both very significant. If Lane goes out there and he thinks he can play, but he can only get, you know, like 10 snaps into the game and has to come out, well, not very good. And also with Jalen, um, you know, we'll see where he's at this week. But if if that is something that kind of also maybe um, hampers him throughout the course of the game because he's going to be throwing more and more right, and using right, right. that shoulder, then that's tough. And I also think that kind of factors in how the Eagles might need to game plan for this from the sense of I don't think you want this to be a game where Hurts has to throw 40 times. <laughs> I think you want to rely on the run if you can and kind of limit some of those passing Boston attempts. Boston Scott, baby. Boston Scott. Inexplicably, I I don't know if there's and I'm I'm, it's a genuine question. I want to know if there's ever just been like a role player who has consistently owned another team Um, as much as he has.
0: Santana Moss against the Cowboys, Deshaun Jackson against the Cowboys. Like you know what I mean? There's there's a few.
1: I mean, those guys are. I mean, Deshaun's not a role player for sure. Well, I guess that's also Moss would be above that. I would say Moss. Yeah, I
0: I just kind of went to like not a starter. People use the phrase like cowboy killer, giant killer, whatever. Like again, Mm -hmm. like those are the players that came to mind. Jordan Um, Hicks ended. Tony Romo's career. Um, Jordan Hicks also had to pick six off of uh yeah, Matt Castle. Matt Castle. In, in, he was in he was
1: like a, I I like that's why I like that's part of why I like takes so much. It's like he was, showed up.
0: There was a weird like negative energy associated with that. By the way, on the subject of this, did you see what Chris Godwin did um entering the game Monday night? No. So Chris Godwin wore a Miami Heat 2006 NBA Finals jersey. Um on in the lead up like on his way into the stadium on Monday night this is significant because the Miami Heat beat the Dallas Mavericks in the 2006 NBA Finals and I'm I'm not a Mavericks fan I'm a Spurs fan um but it's like very common knowledge that like Mavericks fans despise Dwayne Wade they felt like he you know it was the free throws and fouls and everything were just like ridiculous that entire series so like it was this insane like trolling petty move to specifically it was not just a a wade finals jersey obviously the heat ran a lot of finals with him but like a 2006 one specifically was a very conscious effort that kind of you know didn't work out for him so
1: spurs are like the only team that we can probably both kind of root for ish
0: do you know uh, do you know that i'm not Kirk a full-on cousins...
1: spurs fan but my dad used to like them randomly because he went to san antonio for like a work trip so he got like a spurs hat mm-hmm. and it was like the cool one with the teal oh, it was a black hat but i had like some of the teal like their right. the fiesta was, colors yeah fiesta colors and, uh, and i always loved tim duncan he was like my favorite player um so yeah
0: do you know that Kirk cousins is a spurs fan it's like a, well now a... i don't like them at all. <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh, so we'll see. There's gonna be gonna be a really fun week. Uh, so we'll have an NFC East game on back-to-back days. I thought I had a question. Um, about well, we
1: got to get six. the commanders real quick. I had a couple commanders thing. Okay, if you'll indulge me. I mean, it's so the, it's we the haven't. East, well, it, so it, see, it, it seems Ron
0: Rivera is safe. By the way, like we're we're past the point where like that's like a, mm-hmm. a status watch. So he's gonna be back for 2023. Um, we have yet to see any real change across the coaching landscape. No new coaches hired yet at the time of this recording. So, what was your commanders thing?
1: Well, they're interviewing Pat Shermer for their oh. coordinator job, which is, which instantly made me think this is the 2022 Panthers offensive coordinator search all over again. Which you know they were looking for a quote unquote rock star right. uh, under Matt Rule, and they ended up with Ben McAdoo. Um, and they were interviewing; they were just like interviewing the most pathetic candidates consistently. So I'm I'm kind of worried for the sake of the Commanders that this is kind of what's on that path. Because why? I mean, I know Shermer has the connection with Rivera. They're both, you know, assistants in Philly. There's that connection, or the Andy Reid uh, coaching tree. But come on, man! Like, really? That's your answer it's to get to get Pat Shermer back into the game? So that would be really pathetic. Uh, number one, did you have anything on that?
0: I mean, I feel identically. <laughs> so I mean, I don't have anything to add.
1: And then number two, there's been a lot of uh, ownership rumors you know kind of like some bezos has come up again in terms of what he did didn't offer maybe for the team
0: oh i did see this okay you
1: can check out Ho- hogshaven has a better you know collection of like all of that information one thing that i thought was interesting is philadelphia's 76ers owner josh harris who also owns like the devils and i think crystal palace i don't know if he still owns them or if he sold them um but he has been looking into nfl ownership before i think like there was a potential mention of a Steelers in the past or something uh but it uh, sounds like he might be in the mix for the commanders, which would be very weird that the same owner for three different kind of like tri-state area, like a, the Devils, which is, you know, New, New Jersey, Jersey, but right, basically right. right by New York because they play right by the Giants. And then Philly, a Philly team. And then a commander's team or Washington team, which by the way, Josh Harris is actually from DC or that area. So um, could happen. Uh, weird is all I have to say about that. Be um, strange.
0: What are the... I mean, it's like the commanders have weird vibes in general, but like it has to be like a low thing to be like not only the only team in the division that didn't make the playoffs, but the only one who didn't reach the divisional round, Right. Like like, you know, like the jokes write themselves. Like, you know, it's just it's a tough, tough scene for a commanders fan right now. I mean, could could all four make the divisional round? I guess. Right. No, no, you, you could. Well, let me let's let's think this out. If like play it out this way, if they had been the seven seed. Yeah. Because you would have had five, six, okay. seven seeds win their matchups, um, which almost happened, but didn't happen. But like in this case, if they had beaten the Niners instead, of, if they had gotcha. been the Seahawks and beaten yeah. the Niners, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, it could have happened. That'd so, be crazy.
1: Just like guaranteed NFC East uh, Super Bowl representative, that'd be crazy. Well, we
0: we do have a guaranteed NFC East title game representative, obviously yes. with the Eagles and Giants. And ju- just for literal clarity, if this the is Giants. So funny. It's not Go funny. It's, it's real. If the Giants, I was listening win, to
1: Monday Football Money when you said this, and I said, <laughs> "Give me a break."
0: It's true though. Like, how do? How can you say it's like, give true? Me... But like, you're just That's like, what is, the, what is the well, chance? Like, what are the odds on this? I, I mean, the it, they're long. The Giants are seven and a half mm-hmm. point underdogs. But like, it's my job to like provide information about the Dallas. I will Dodgers give you the answer to
1: this question. So you
0: you explain it. Um, if the. If we go in chronological order, if the Giants won on Saturday night, then the winner of Cowboys Niners would host the NFC Championship game. So the Niners have a chance to host the title game as well. Um, just as much as, not as, just as much their favorite. But, um, you know, so my point is, if obviously, if the Eagles lose, they won't host the NFC Championship game. But the Giants winning opens the door because they are a wild card team for a Sunday's winner to host the NFC title game. We could technically get Cowboys Giants' NFC title game at at and Stadium. The odds
1: of that happening per DraftKings sports book, if you're going to do a, two, like a, a parlay with Giants' money line and Cowboys' money line, would be plus 862. So you could bet $100 to win, or sorry, for a payout of $962. Mm. So if you think that's likely. Well, what were the odds of the Chargers
0: pulling a 27 point lead
1: last Saturday? I mean, against Doug, very likely, because <laughs> Doug, Teterson teams come back in games and they come back in seasons. He has consistently um, done
0: that. Shout so that's Doug. Love Doug. I, I'm going to pick the Eagles to win, too. I might take the points, and I want to see, like, how the line moves. Um, But I'm, I'm leaning take the points, take the Eagles at this point. Um, It's but, hard not to take the points when you saw what happened
1: for the most of wildcard weekend. Like, well I know and, the buck's got out, but...
0: And, like, let us be the first to say, like, we're, we're the first to coin NFC Beast and NFC Leagues, that divisional weekend is the best weekend of the NFL. Like, wildcard mm-hmm. games are fun, but the, this is generally a crazy weekend like the games are all generally very crazy um you normally don't get like blowouts or things like that maybe that does happen but but it, historically is a really fun kind of back and forth thing but um i forgot what my point was um i'm gonna take the eagle i disagree with that but anyway what, what is the best nfl weekend then i love the championship weekend because i just think it's just well, it's not a weekend though it's one day i mean that's well whatever know, I like this, that i'm kind of cheating
1: here Okay. Sure. I know. Yeah. If you're spreading, I get why people argue for it, but just personally, I love the stakes of a championship game. It just feels sure. like so life or death, just the, getting the chance to play in the super bowl sometimes almost feels better than the super bowl, especially cause like, it's just weird. The super bowl is kind of a, it's like a fake kind of game in some ways, in terms of like, it's a neutral site. And then there's, um, uh it's
0: all the lead up and it's there, it, beca- it becomes like plastic in a lot of ways yeah
1: and the the teams aren't rivals a lot of the times like it's it's just the inter it's AFC team versus NFC teams that really never meet like there's not a lot of tension there so I think the championship games uh tend to be better than the Super Bowl but that's just a me thing you said you're gonna take the Eagles to win uh, uh, but um, not cover
0: well again I want to see what the line is like we'll, it, we'll make again, picks
1: again on right, the Thursday right I'm just the saying like I,
0: I already like the seven and a half points but like You know, if I can get more, I want to get more. You know what I'm saying? But
1: um, Mm, but that would be a bad sign if it's trending in that way, though.
0: Well, that's why I want to see the practice reports and stuff. But that's my general, like, take because I'm going to take the Eagles and the points, though. Um, But so at this point, and obviously, I don't think enough teams who secure the one seed get credit for reaching the division around. Like, like, people don't treat that like a playoff win. It's not a playoff win. Well, well then, Dak Prescott has an extra playoff win. Like you know, that's I mean, what not I'm in, like I mean, in terms of like the no, that, function but, of it. Yeah. That, that's my point. Like people don't give enough credit to that. Like so, if the Eagles do lose, they'll be like, "Well, Jalen Hurts never won a playoff game." It's like, "Well, dude, th- he got them to the divisional round of the playoffs." Like that. That is a, Like if you get the first round by now, obviously there used to be two of them, but like you automatically put yourself a home game away from the title game. Right. Like that is a big time thing if you do that. And so, um, but in a literal sense, it won't be a playoff win if the Eagles lose. And so, Brian Dable has a playoff win as the head coach of an NFC East team. Mike McCarthy now does. Nick Sirianni. Mm -hmm. the only one who does that. Just putting that out there. Um, Okay. I have one question for you that I saw uh, while we were recording this. And by the way, as we wrap, everybody, so you know, uh, we will have a second episode later this week with a, a more heavy focus on the Cowboys Niner side of things and obviously an update on Giants Eagles and how that progresses throughout the week but you ready for my question
1: I am wait now I'm ready
0: okay I saw this um, worded one way I'm going to change it a little bit Hmm. for a million dollars all right if you had to eat five pounds of some food in an hour what food are you picking hmm
1: there's definitely like a right answer to this and I'm not smart enough on the spot. I to think, think you're going to miss it. Is. And when I
0: tell you what I saw, you're going to be like, that's a good answer, but you probably will have like a reason why you wouldn't pick this. Anyway, but go ahead.
1: I can't think five pounds is a lot. Five pounds I think is like probably my limit of what I could like, if I had to go like hand, if I, I can eat a lot. Trust me. I've I've once eaten like two pizzas at a time. Two you're large pizzas.
0: Like, yeah, you know, it's a lot of fuel. That you I've need. once
1: eaten, um, I think it was two 16-inch hoagies at the hoagie shop sub shop that I used to work at. Um, so I can eat a lot if I want to. I don't have to eat that much, but I can. I think five pounds would be like, I, it would be tough. It'd be a challenge. I think I could do it um, more than most people can, certainly. But what's the answer to the question? What well, is the? I want to hear
0: your answer before I tell you. Like,
1: I, I was like going to say cotton candy, but that's 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 like a lot of cotton that was, candy. That was though. the answer
0: I saw. Was oh, cotton wow. candy? <laughs> yeah. but that's
1: like a lot of cotton candy though, because it's so light. I don't know. It's just yeah, it's you, so much. You sugar. might get like
0: physically tired of like the eating like mechanism. Your jaw, doing... it does. That right. happens
1: to yeah, you. your jaw gets tired. It gets sore. Um there I don't know. I feel like there has to be a better answer than that. Like, like a food that's maybe dense. Uh, what about like
0: um like watermelon?
1: I just wouldn't want to do that. I'm not the biggest watermelon guy. For I don't a million gross, dollars though? Just, I'm not excited about it. I mean, sure. I mean, if I have to, I would attempt it, or I could. Well, that's but, what like...
0: we're, we're trying to come up with the best answer. I think, like, seedless watermelon. You don't got to worry about the stuff. Like, it's it's mostly water. Like, you you know what I mean? You have an hour. I mean, I think watermelon's a fair answer. Hmm. Not the biggest watermelon guy. What about, would you consider soup? It's a lot of soup. Five pounds.
1: Um, it's a lot of soup. <laughs> so I don't know if you can do that. I don't know if you can do that.
0: Do you think it's acceptable to say fried chicken? So, but like you're kind of cheating because the bones are factored into the weight, but you're obviously not eating that weight.
1: Yeah, that doesn't count. You have to; it has to be all food. You're five pounds to like of consumption. Five pounds of consumption. Yeah, right. you can't. Mm. You know, what are you gonna do? Like get like a, you know, like one of these um like tomahawk steaks or right. whatever. <laughs> like yeah. You know,
0: um, I'm sticking with watermelon. I thought about like pudding or something, or or like rice. Well, you
1: RJ, know? we want to hear from the listeners on this topic. Okay. <laughs> so, what would you eat? If you had to eat five pounds of something for in an hour, dollars. that's the thing.
0: It has to happen. It's not just like a day, in How one hour. This?
1: NFC feast. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag NFC feast. That's the F NFC feast for your answer to this question. And tag me at Brandon and tag RJ Choa at RJ Ochoa on Twitter and Instagram.
0: Wow. What a great moment for you. Um, wow.
1: this was a strong show by me. I feel good about this one.
0: You, you were really, and like you were really diplomatic. I thought, like, you came in and you were like, "Hey, I got to give the Cowboys credit. Got to give Dak credit. Got to give McCarthy credit." Still couldn't get you to give the Vikings like a semblance of credit, but you know that's not my my cross to bear. Um, so I'm okay with that. I'm um, well rested,
1: coming off the bye, just like the Eagles. I was chilling, got some things done that I uh, hadn't had a chance to get to in a while. You know, so you know it's good. Got to to hang out uh, a little bit. It's good
0: times. What did you think? Last question of the trailer for the Mandalorian during the Cowboys
1: I did not see like so I watched the game with Holden and I was like so I was kind of talking to him any um so I didn't like fully see it and like take it in Uh, I'm working through Andor still right now definitely a slower start but uh it's picking up I'm liking it more than I thought I was at the beginning of the season
0: I don't know if I told you this. I talked about it on our post game show a few times. Uh, my wife and I decided to watch all of the Star Wars material, but she wanted to do it in timeline order. She hadn't seen a lot of it, and I have never done it that way, and I was kind of skeptical. You know what I mean? Because I thought it would be weird to like have all this modern stuff, and then you get to the older movies. Mm-hmm. I got to yeah. say, it hits hard. Like This is the okay. way to do it. I, I would not recommend any other way. Um, so I haven't seen all of Book of Boba Fett um but we're we're at that now but like going straight into that after episode 6 was nice. Um and so watching Andor when we did was really 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 nice. So I highly recommend timeline order to anybody. Yeah.
1: I do have a problem, not like problem might be strong word. I do think it's a little annoying uh Disney's approach to the uh I forget where I heard this term from different podcasts, like the Wikipedia filling entry levels of like their content. It's like, we have to fill We need to fill this story We need to fill this story. It's like, maybe you don't always need to do that. Um, but my question for you uh, as we riff here at the end of the podcast is how would you feel about doing that with the Marvel movies? Cause I've seen, cause I was getting into mm-hmm. the back during like uh, the pandemic, I guess spring of 2020. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get into the MCU movies. I'd seen like one. I'd seen like Black Panther. I'd seen um, Winter Soldier. No, um, the first uh, Captain America, I think. Uh, oh, the,
0: the first Avenger.
1: Yeah, right. I'd seen those. So I'd seen a couple. I'd seen like parts of the, Aven- the first Avengers movie. But, uh, you know, some people suggest that you should watch it in like the chronological t- MCU timeline. The timeline order, right. Uh, in terms of, yeah, where the events transpired. But I watched it in the order of release order. How do you feel about that?
0: so marvel's obviously on the up and up the way you know star wars is right like you're talking like advanced level storytelling this isn't just like some you know silly little one-off franchise or whatever i i really like the timeline order dude like i think Mm. there are things that like i i feel confident would have gone over my head if we had done them in release order Um, and like certain characters and just like tiny little things that just give you a deeper sense of appreciation for everything um i will say these these like hobbies are becoming too difficult it's a good Um, job that's what i'm saying like there's too (laughs) many like i haven't seen uh she hulk as an example like it's i liked it well but it's like you got to watch that to like appreciate this one scene in this one movie that will come out in the future like that's a that's a lot of responsibility Loki,
1: not to spoil things for people i won't get too into it but loki certainly the tv series is all right uh, right disney plus series is certainly uh like that
0: i agree with you and now it's like i kind of hate that like yeah, you have know, like never heard the expression like, oh, when uh, when David Akers was the field goal kicker for the Eagles, I didn't even have to watch. I would go to the bathroom, and get a drink when David <laughs> Akers was kicking field goals, um, like a similar sort of thing is like I can't even bounce at, like when the credits start anymore. It's like I hate this like culture that's mm, like put oh, yeah, the scene Everett? in the movie. Like, why do I have to sit like you're taking more of my time now? Like, I don't like that idea.
1: I kind of uh, like staying after the, the just because I don't like getting up when everyone gets up and you're trying to like fight people. But basically everyone is out.
0: doing it. Like, the- <laughs> not
1: everyone. No. no, not everyone. You I get mean, casuals that- who kind of leave. But yes, I get your point. A lot of people still do. And honestly, and then they'll do the double credit post credit <laughs> But so then, like, you have to sit even longer. I know. So you sit there, see the credit, and then you have to wait longer. Yeah, that is. It's also very on un- twenty twenty-three.
0: Exactly. Um. Wow. I think we just saw the movie making. Watch Glass Onion. I really, really enjoyed that movie. So
1: I have so many things I have to get to RJ. I'm um, again. Yeah. I'm still catching up on the indoor.
0: Um. It. I know that it's slow. I don't know what episode you're on, but you will know when it hits. It hits. Yeah. Like, I'm. I'm...
1: Like, like f- I think I'm like four or five away from the finale. So yeah, it's a good, But spot. like
0: the, the moment where you're like, you're going to be like, holy crap. All right. Everybody was right. Like it did pick up. Like you'll, you'll know. Yeah. And you'll so start
1: it. picked up. Yep.
0: We didn't talk all pros or anything like that, but it's kind of like yesterday's news at this point. Um, so shout out to all the players who made it. Um, and yeah, let us know what food you would eat five pounds of in an hour, if you had to. And we look forward to asking Rob Stasker that question on the second edition of the NFC East mixtape this week Brandon as we leave please let us know your favorite thing about the sun
1: I like clouds better